Hello, this is Claire and this is the Secret Pregnancy, Sacred Pregnancy podcast series within the Sovereign Womb podcast, which is on Funk Whale and also up on the Hive. So since my stepmother passed some weeks ago, um, I've had a a, a sort of cascade of happenings and mystical integration. Um, yeah, it's been very hard for me to anchor a, a podcast out of this and to to um, step out of the controversy of it and the symptoms of it and just speak to what I know to be happening. Um, and as such, the, the divinity of what has unfolded is certainly making itself known um, speaking loudly through me to me and as such um, that is that is what is um, that is the most prevalent and tangible thing that's happening that mystical things are happening and that I am called to allow them to work through me at the same time and core to this is my conscious awareness that my pregnancy is no longer and although I I still wouldn't doubt if I miraculously burst a child even from uh, a belly that is growing smaller in the sixth, seventh month. And even though my senses feel that the child has passed, and yeah, I'm finding it difficult to describe this because... Um, There have been several points in my gestation where I feel that a child has come in and left and come in and left again. And that has been something that I can't talk to many people about. And I, it's one of the reasons why I kept this pregnancy very, very quiet and only spoke to a handful of people and only really spoke about the daily goings on to, well, literally one other person who is not my partner but who is a very close, trusted soul friend and a couple of others who I check in, I checked in with occasionally. And yeah, in the last month, I haven't really spoken to many folk apart from my, my soul brother and cosmic friend who I co-create with regularly and talk to mostly daily. 
Um, and again, this has been a, a huge issue of being isolated from my now ex-partner, who my relationship has been very on and off with for all the time that we've been together, <laughs> the years that we've known each other and the, the time that we've been connected romantically, as it were. It's such a twee word. Um, it's been very, very difficult for me to experience the entirety of what I've, I've been experiencing through the gravidanza, the pregnancy, the gestation, and not be being able to relate that to him, not being able to discuss with him or share in the beauty of what I've been going through. Um, and that's been a core part of this process now, which is the letting go, the allowing, the, the deep, deep energetic alignment of what has been gifted to me and what is to all my senses appears to be so that what is not going to follow, that is that a child is not going to come into the physical world with me. But yeah, this is where it gets, it's, it's very hard to talk to. I know that I'm talking to people who are sensitive to other levels of reality, but I know also, I'm very lucidly aware that um, the majority of folk, the very large majority of folk in this reality see life in the positive or the negative, the pregnant or not pregnant, the, there's either a physical child there or there isn't. And I feel that um, instead I'm standing in the reality, the multidimensional reality, that there both is and isn't. It's both and. And that's quite a that's quite a reality to straddle and to embody and to know, to really know and to accept the gifts of. I feel like we reject many of the gifts that come to us in life because we are focused on like scarcity or grasping for what's available or what's what we're able to purchase or or so on so the concept of receiving gifts firstly without money and also without physical manifestation of the gift like the purely cosmic the purely energetic the purely life force gifts it's a, it's a difficult thing to discuss because mostly we're all distracted from that reality, that aspect of reality, the fact that the universe is gifting us in all moments. And we are mostly rejecting those gifts. We're mostly saying, no, 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 but that's not real. Or that dream doesn't mean anything. Or, yeah, but I have to have it in my hands. Or I need a certification or a measurement. And again, uh, 
this is one of the reasons I haven't spoken to a lot of people about my pregnancy, um, especially not the people around me, physically near me, in the community that I live in, because that presumption of contract with the feminine is so profoundly distorted. It's so wrong, so very, very wrong. The To a person, every single person who's been asking me about my pregnancy, um, even those who I corrected the language of or which again <laughs> sounds really bad, like I'm policing people's language, but who I tried to speak to the deeper levels of my actual experience rather than what they they wanted a measurement from me or they wanted a, a number, uh, a fact, uh, some uh, something from the physical that I wasn't measuring and wasn't, able to present in a way that a doctor told me this, a doctor used an instrument to take this from me and and use his language to give it to you. I, I wasn't going through that process. So, so all I could talk about was my physical sensations and my knowingness, my psychic awareness, my feeling uh, my emotions, my holistic feeling and awareness of what was going on. And that was private <laughs> for the major part. Um, I didn't want to discuss that with anyone. And as I wasn't discussing it, um, I wasn't playing the game or wasn't playing the contract, participating in the contract. And as such, there, there was, well, for many people, there was nothing, there was no conversation at all. And with other people, it's been just a bit stop start, like my dad really pushing me to go and get a scan. Um, my partner suggesting that my bleeding during pregnancy was a bad thing or a wrong thing. Uh, my own mind, above all, uh, criticising my body and going through these processes of am I or am I? And the, the, I was going to say psychosis, but it really, it's not psychosis. It's simply programming that isn't taking in the full picture and that isn't ultimately correct about like mental constructs in relation to the divine feminine experience uh, and mental constructs trying to push into the realm of the divine feminine and define <clears throat> things as negative, things as not, things as not having potential when I knew in myself that a child was with me and I knew that the child was going to come to fruition. And I still know that. I still know that I am coming to fruition through perhaps being rebirthed 
through my own gestation, perhaps being healed through what was stolen from me in my path in life, in my time beyond the zygote and into the reality that was growing up with Cam and Jenny in Haikori on the Isle of Arran and all the chaos that ensued after that. So perhaps I needed <clears throat> to literally gestate myself or gestate a symbolic body that was my own body rebirthing itself and coming to a different place than I am, as I am now, than I was then. Again, I'm very aware, very lucidly aware, and I've been very lucidly aware throughout this gestation, that conventional reality would jump on a woman speaking like this, speaking circularly, even cyclically, speaking about her feelings, speaking about loss, speaking about autonomy and the right to be fully present in what's going on and fully accepting of the gifts. And yeah, even in my most intimate discussions with closest friends, I felt that, I felt, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to have been witnessed in all of this by the very few, like one one other person who could really hold space for this. And by this podcast too, I feel that that's a great blessing that I felt so called to share this in a in a way that will seep into the collective, that these are gifts that need to be shared. But yeah, I'm very lucidly aware of how hostile conventional psychology, conventional thinking is towards a woman who dares to live the fullness of her experience on this planet, dares to speak openly about it, dares to paint about it, write about it, dance about it, photograph herself doing it. Um, although we're taking up more space than we used to as women and as womb ones, we most certainly have a long way to go to fully, to even being witnessed in the fullness of what we are individually and collectively and being welcomed, welcomed. We're a very long way from that. And the more I've gone into this experience, the more I've felt that, the more I've felt the, I felt it, not just isolated and isolation not necessarily being a bad thing as I often talk about having grown up on an island and living in a community that is like an island here in rural Italy but yeah I felt a very particular kind of isolation in the past month since the passing of my stepmother since the lack of connection with my whole family, my family as a whole, our core family. Rejection by specific people in the family and rejection by the family as a whole, especially on the day of Margaret's funeral, where I didn't speak to anyone and I was trying to contact my dad and trying to contact the family and reaching out to them and trying to be there in the experience with them, but they, 
they were in the experience with each other and I wasn't present and I wasn't considered, wasn't called in or called or involved even remotely. Um, so the, the experience around that and then the very strong experience when Margaret was actually passing a week before that, the very strong experience of immense pressure behind my cervix, pushing down on my cervix as if the child wanted to be birthed. In that moment, the the discomfort of that, the the feeling of being alone in that, the knowing that I couldn't phone my ex-part-time partner, um, who is the father of the child who should have been there, and the, the days afterwards and the time, this uncertain month that has been, the feeling no movement anymore, feeling that my belly isn't growing and like it should be in the sixth going into the seventh month. Um, this feeling of deep peace and quiet that's come from connecting with my womb since then and from the loss being the loss of my stepmother, the loss being the loss of stories and family and of the release of of pattern and and trauma and um, wounding in the family constellation, the family rigidity of the that which needs to fall away the even the body of my stepmother leaving the planet terribly terribly diseased and uncared for that she lived in that she didn't take care of her body in the way that she could have that would have resulted in a different death and a different life a longer life certainly um the effect of this on my own body and what I've been able to let go of and also my willingness to embrace all that is, to embrace it as fully as it wants to be. The fullness of the gestation, the fullness of it following through to the sixth and seventh month and then this leaving. Yeah, I've been feeling for the last weeks that, that there is no way of communicating this, there's no way of discussing it and I'm, I'm being fairly... Um, yeah, I'm just being spontaneous and intuitive about how I'm just speaking this here and also being very, very vulnerable in acknowledging what it is that has passed, but hasn't passed because, as I, as I say, like my experience of oneness, as I've been sharing throughout this series, the experience of oneness, of integration, of release of the past, of release of family and familial patterns and trauma, um, the release of my own resentments, of my isolation, my difference, my differentness, my unusualness in the scheme of things. All of that, the integration of all of that has been profoundly, mystically, strange, new, different and 
the gift of that has been <clears throat> well just extraordinary extraordinary extra extra extraordinary super natural super beautiful um richness enrichment um This brings me back to the last conversations I had about my health with my homeopath when I felt a divergence of our understanding, our divergence of our cooperation and, and co-creation together, where I felt that my, my health path was suddenly, as it veered into sovereignty and autonomy, it was, um, the language of it was at times almost a knife edge to stand on, not meaning in a negative way, more just it was such a fine line to stand on to try and get the language to anyone that I was speaking to about it. And especially people who cared about me and people who'd been involved in my healing, like my homeopath. But the language, and this is what I'm speaking to here, like the language is really important. It's really vital that I, with my language, I'm trying to speak to the entirety of my experience. I'm trying to be as open and creative and communicative as I possibly can be, I'm trying to also be vulnerable. And in expressing the vulnerability, moving towards solution, moving towards release, moving towards completion of circles, completion of cycles, completion of even like balls of awareness or balls of experience like little planets that we hold in our hands or our minds or our body that are full round complete like a ring of truth something that rings true the ringing and vibration of something that is whole um and the language like like standing on a knife edge or like trying to balance on a really big wave it's it's really hard to communicate this unless it's in a container like this in a container of free dialogue that's allowed to allowed to let itself come out and get to the end of it and complete the circle free flowing words from feeling from core from source that is connected to core that is open and transmitting yeah it's very hard to talk to this when the conventional psychology, which is psychotic, which is perverted, which is distorted and inverted, immediately goes to the polemic and goes to scarcity and goes to atrophying and breaking down, especially in relation to the feminine, where I know that there's a force that is coming up and through me that is... Well, it, it feels like my real clothes, my real clothing, my real mantle of identity and my real self. It's as fluid as nature, as the weather is, as a tree moving in the wind, as all the leaves turning to face the sun and flowers closing up at night time protecting a bee inside it <laughs> to sleep in a little sleeping bag. 
Um, I know that the greatness of what is coming up and through me is as great as a new life because it is a new life. It's myself alive, myself living fully. And that is a new life. That is what a new life is. Um, and I feel a resonation in my body and my feet and my belly when I'm saying that out loud. Um, I feel all kinds of imagery, like on the verge of, like I can feel old imagery that I would have put myself in this um, prison as well if I, if I was... 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I would have put myself in this prison of, oh, the crazy woman who thought she was pregnant and wasn't, of a woman lying, a woman deceitful, of a woman hiding the truth under her skirts, under her belly, under her weight, of a woman being manipulative, being a witch, being magical and dangerous. And it's so beautiful to be on the other side of that, to no longer be carrying that false mantle and the, the wrong cloak, the dark cloak, hiding the truth of our power and the truth of what it is to have something growing up and through us, what that real fountain of life is, the, the tree of life, the fountain of life, the fountain of youth even, um, our capacity to change in the most profound ways in particularly in particular in being able to change in the blossoming in the upwards and outwards blossoming the opening of petals the dropping of petals the creation of seed the perpetual fertility and the cycles of the natural year and seasons All of this gifted to me freely by the Divine Feminine, as the Divine Feminine, me as the Divine Feminine. All of this flowing freely through me and my own generosity in sharing it in the world. Um, there's a, a beautiful per perfection in all of that. Um, and... There's ways in which I felt through my gestation, I really felt like, ah, but it, it seems like all of this that I'm, I'm discovering, I'm, that I'm um, powered up by in pregnancy, it doesn't feel right that it's at, it's only because I've got a child in my belly, it's only because I'm a mother those things being as great as they are and as powerful and as and as beautiful as they are. But at the same time, I'm so conscious that everything that I've been downloading, and I've said this in the podcast, everything that I've been downloading is as true of women, even if I weren't gestating, even if I were... like I am now, outside of the gestation, or less gestating, shall we say. And I, I really feel that now. I feel that the gifts of mother, the gifts of this, which are the gifts of the sacred feminine, of course, 
are as profoundly, profoundly enriching to me. As if I was holding a child in my arms or as if I were bringing a child into the world and up and growing them up. And it may well be too that the the time isn't ripe for someone like myself to bring a child into the world that as right as it is and as right as it felt and as right as it was in that moment of gestation, in that long moment, that beautiful ripening, as right as all of that was, it's still just as right. There's nothing wrong and nothing lost, nothing negative, nothing not. There is still the child and maybe it's the child that I've recovered of my own child that was their innocence that was lost, their freedom that was curtailed and their vitality that was abused and manipulated. The integration of what that child could have been and should have been if it was supported in the world, if all of us were supported in the world, it might be that it's not time yet for... There has to be some more contraction still, there has to be some more... Stiffening and... Pulling in of muscles and sinew, tendons and veins pulsing before we get to a place where children can come through truly freely. Um, as I spoke about in the early parts of my gestation, the, my greatest fear, although I wasn't acting on it, although I wasn't acting from fear, was around the the challenge of bringing a child freely into the world and of having to meet the psychosis and meet the crazy demands for put the child in this form, document it this way, measure it this way, steal its freedoms, lock it into the system intrude upon its natural nature and healing process. And, you know, as much as I can't make decisions for God or from God, I do co-create with the divine and I am co-creating with the divine. And as such, I know that there's something in, you know, <laughs> something in the timing of everything. And it's to do with partnership, what I was healing through my partnership's family, through his lineage, through this community, through the Italian culture and identity, what I was healing and releasing, what I was interweaving and contributing to. 
and then that I'm able to walk away freely from. There are so many aspects of reality right now that are dying, that are falling away. And that which is eternal will continue and we'll be able to align with that or not. But we certainly... um, We certainly do have choice. We have choice always about whether or not we're being conscious, whether or not we're being free or beautiful or truthful or honest about what we really feel. And yeah, I continue to go in this direction and I continue to pick up what is being gifted to me, what is being laid right in front of me. And, yeah, these gifts of the feminine from the sacred feminine, these divine gifts, I certainly will be using. In all my, with all my passion and in all my capacity to use, I I will be making art, clothes, gardens, community, consciousness shift from what is coming through me still and from this new integrated beingness. Um, I will be speaking more frankly and, and openly and truthfully in the every moment to everyone that I come into contact with. I will be honing my skills in my capacity to find solution for everyone and create more freedom and beauty and depth and colour and meaning for everyone. Building the vitality. And I also will be releasing and perhaps even in some points like pushing the boat out onto the open sea, the boat in our traditions in the north of putting the chief in a boat to set fire and putting it out to sea to go into the other realm, the next realm. I'll be participating in those ceremonies and supporting that energy to leave, helping it on its way. Um, as much in my own body and in myself as in those around me, those who are dying, those who are unwell, ill or struggling, just supporting them to leave where they want to leave rather than, as I was often doing before, I feel clinging on to them and feeling that it's, you know, if I don't cling on to them really hard, they're going to die or they're going to leave or they're going to whatever, dot, dot, dot. Um, I always really dislike the aspect of spiritual truth, which is it seems to be about being passive, about, you know, it's neither positive nor negative, it just is. 
but I certainly feel myself very rapidly becoming more and more immersed in that sense of everything is exactly how it should be. There is no loss, there is no gain, there is just us with life flowing through us and in particular as manifestation of the sacred feminine. There is just me. I, I am, and life is simply flowing through me. And whatever my ego is trying to grasp hold of or define or make into a nice meme or a story with a beginning and an end. Um, yeah, I feel that the the greater beingness is much more relevant now and more beautiful and useful than ever. <laughs> so with this, I release this merit gained. I release my work in the world and I, I embrace any reward that can be given, that wants to be given for this work. Um, I, in particular, appreciate support in form of fiat or cryptocurrency that can help me make the transitions that I'm making in my life from what I've been working towards, um, being more autonomous and being able to actually subsist and survive and thrive where I am and hopefully um, guide my boat into the next phase of life which might be moving home, living deeper in the wilds and being more deeply in communion, communion with Gaia Sophia, with nature, with the holistic and natural I love radiating out to you, merit gained radiating out. Um, see you over on my website, clairegaiasophia.com or on the Hive, Claire Artista, or even on Instagram, Claire Gaia Sophia. Um, you can support me on Patreon or via my website, you'll find various links to gifting me, gifting my work. And on Patreon, I'm Claire Gaia Sophia also. Love, love, love. <laughs>